Hey, this is Captain Lee, and you're listening to the Andertons Podcast. Hey guys, uh, it's the captain here on Anderson's TV and we've got another split screen interview from around the world. Um, yeah, Gus G, who is uh, at home in Greece at the moment. Um, and we've got him live on Skype here. So, hey man, how are you? Hey, hey, I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm really good. Yeah, really good. And it's yeah. I'm so happy that we have the technology to... Um, to be able to do this, because otherwise, you know, we wouldn't be speaking to anybody. Yeah. So, I guess let's uh, let's get the obvious out the way. You are presumably unable to travel at the moment, and you're you're home in Greece. Yes. So, how is how is life? How how are you and your family? And we're all good, thank you. Uh, we're um, you know we've um, we've did this quarantine thing for a couple of months almost. Um, so yeah, all, everyone is in good health. You know, we followed the, the 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 strict government measures that we were given, and um, I mean now here um, the lockdown measures are being lifted, and uh, yeah, we're just basically preparing for the summer season. Uh, as you know, Greece is a tourist country, but I don't think there's going to be much of it this year. No. <laughs> Oh man, that you never know. Maybe there'll be some real amazing last-minute opportunities to get out to. Because you're on the mainland, aren't you, in Greece? I'm on the mainland. I'm in Thessaloniki, which is like the second biggest city. You know, Athens is yeah. the capital, so we're like up in the north part of the mainland. Yeah, yeah. And and how, uh, how are things it, there? Well, we are. Um, I think we're probably somewhere between two and four weeks behind. Uh, what has typically happened in uh, in Europe? So we 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 think we're past the we're past the peak of the uh, rate of infection, and we're certainly starting to see the number of people who are passing away uh, going down. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, you know, the UK, like you know, Spain and and, and Italy, and and particularly the US, seem to get hit particularly hard by this. Way, you know, way more than, oh, than yeah. other. Uh, countries around the world uh so perhaps they're being a little bit more cautious about how soon the restrictions are being lifted um mm -hmm. i can't remember have you got kids i don't i have cats you don't you have cats because <laughs> that that's that's the, the killer for us is that um we're not expecting schools to be back to normal till probably september so any, any... yeah the year is done basically schools are they're closed now for, yeah 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 so that's um even if other restrictions are lifted you know it's like it's life can't really go back to normal until you know your kids are back in in education yeah. um but i'm a little bit like you you know i'm counting my blessings family is all well good. and bus business has actually been pretty good for us on the internet you know so and That's i get this little uh i get the opportunity to come and talk to people like you and uh, and still interact which is which is great for yeah. my sanity. No, normally I would have been over there to uh to your place and uh, visit you there and hang yeah. out but we can't do that now but yeah <laughs> so i mean i know just before we started we said we we try and keep uh this whole conversation you know as upbeat as possible absolutely yeah but um 
your, the timing of, uh, of the lockdown and all the travel restrictions couldn't really have come at a worse time for you, could it? So yep. tell us about um, what the plans would have been and, and how you're trying to find alternative ways yeah. to deal with it. Well, here's the thing. I mean, um, back in December, like I was working on this new Firewind album that we just released. We managed to release it. And, um, you know, we, we were like, this is like pre-coronavirus, right? So we're, yeah. we're like looking at tight deadlines. And I went through, um, my band went through um, a major lineup change in the midst of the production. So a new singer came in in mid-December and we started like writing stuff and recording vocals. And like the deadline was like mid-February for like everything, mix, master, artwork, you know, like the whole delivering all the parts that you need to deliver to the record label because we had the plan to release it on the 15th of May and embark on a long world tour <laughs> starting in, the, in, in North America. Uh, yeah, so, so yeah, you know, like it's kind, of, it's kind of funny, you know, like how you work hard to like, okay, you know, stressing with deadlines and the mixing and the mastering and all, like getting all the details and then like, oops, like everything stops, everything canceled. But you know what, it, you know, we, we, uh, we managed to stick to the plan with a release date, at least. So the new Firewind album did come out um, on May 15th, which was a few days ago. And, um, you know, like, like you said, you know, I'm keeping the positive things out of this because even though, you know, right now it should be on tour in America, at least, you know, we, we got to release the new music and, you know, we have the technology, we have, you know, now we can keep in touch with our fans online and people are getting to hear the new stuff, which is wonderful, yeah. What's the, um, have you, have all the venues been quite good about just saying, fine, we'll just do the tour in 2021 or is it, has it had to just be completely cancelled and you'll relook at it at some point in the future? I, the last I spoke to the, to the booking agent, we were looking at risk, we had like this tour with, uh, with uh, Symphony X and, uh, which is a, Great, great band, you know, Michael yeah. Romeo, great guitar player and, and Primal Fear. Um, and uh, it was good, yeah. pretty sick package, you know, for those that are into that, this type of power prog metal, you know. So the whole package is being postponed to 2021. I haven't heard exactly which month it's going to be. I think this, the booking agent is, is working hard on this right now. But really, man, it's like, who knows? Because I've, I've been talking to other people and they're like, well, what, what's the plan? What's the plan? And I'm like, well, if, if scientists can't tell us, <laughs> you know, what's going to happen, I don't think any promoters or venue owners will know, you know, <laughs> like, oh, well, March 2021, you should be able to do shows. And like, I'm, oh, don't. I, Can you imagine? Um, well, look, I, I think, you know, you, you will be... Um, you know, one of a, of a, a large number of, of artists whose income for 2020 was, uh, was going to be largely based on what tours they could do. Mm -hmm. um, and and I, I'm, I hope, and I suppose I should probably start this myself, really, you know, I, I hope that now people who choose to, to listen to new music uh, at the moment will think twice about using a, st a streaming service maybe for it. And, and, and maybe, you know, if, if you were one of the, the Firewind fans who was thinking, I, I will buy a ticket to go and see them when they're touring near me, uh, the next best thing that, that anyone can do, right, is just to say, well, I'll buy the album rather than stream the album. Have you, have you done any interesting kind of, you know, have you done vinyl stuff with artwork as well? Or is oh, it yeah. CDs? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good uh, thing to bring up, actually. Yeah, I mean, um, now more than ever, and I think, uh, you know, if, if, uh, 
people, you know, uh, you know, have certain bands they love and support. Maybe now it's the best time to, like you said, sort of show the support by maybe buying yeah. the physical product. Uh, that'll help a lot more than just streaming. But, you know, streaming is cool, too. You know, I, I stream a lot of stuff. But, but I, yeah, and, and we, have done, <laughs> we have done some really cool vinyl stuff, actually. Um, our label has done some really cool uh, limited vinyl stuff, which actually I think it's pretty much sold out already. Which is a good, wow. yeah, which is a good thing. I uh, I don't know if they printed too too small quantities or they or <laughs> it just did so well. But I think we'll need to put up more, some more vinyl out. There oh, soon. that's great, man. That's that's my one. Maybe that'll be my one lockdown kind of treat to myself. Is I I feel like I should go and buy a record player again and start buying. You know, for anyone of my age, you know, where I guess. Up until I was probably about twelve or thirteen years old, kind of vinyl was the only right for vinyl and cassettes. Right. Cassettes—that's what you need to bring back. Dude, we've you never need to done bring any cassettes. cassettes. I would love to do cassettes. We never <laughs> done those, and I, you know, <laughs> as a kid, I mean, I learned a lot of those early guitar licks and stuff from cassettes. You know, we used to copy the cassettes back then, and then like, yeah, you'd accidentally um, rewind and then erase the part you liked. <laughs> Well, well, how about, I mean, you're, you're sitting there with a, a, a very uh, fantastic looking uh, Jackson guitar. Thank you. Um, so why don't you, is there anything off of the new album, like, a, you know, your favorite riff or favorite solo off the new album you could give us a, a little blast of? Oh, um, yeah, sure. I've just, I've, just th I've just thrown that one at you with absolutely no prior discussion. About <laughs> no, that. it's so all good, man. Feel free to say no and we'll edit it out. No, but no, it's all good. I, mean, it... I, can, I can play it. I'd love to play some of it. I mean, um, cool. Um, what's the song? This. Uh... Yeah, I mean, uh, here's, here's like a, a cool riff. It's, called, it's from a song called uh, Break Away. It's from the new album. <laughs> That's cool, man. And have you? I've not had. I've not had a chance to listen to the new album yet. So, is it um, for for Firewind fans? Is it similar to previous stuff, or has the new lineup changed the vibe uh, a lot? Actually, uh, uh, you know, we have this new singer who reminds um, his voice is reminiscent of our very first singer back in the early days. So, a lot of the old school fans they really dig it. That's the vibe that I'm getting. And uh, I mean, actually, it's the best reviewed album of our career. Like, I've never scene and and I, w I took like a big risk doing this big change because firewind has had a few singers already mm -hmm. and uh, you know i'm kind of getting that uh, reputation of being a, a tyrant <laughs> <laughs> but it's it really isn't what it looks like but uh, anyways but this album is is doing a like review wise it's doing really well like a lot of you know nines out of tens and tens out of tens and uh, honestly really? I've, I've we've never had that before we usually we, we would usually get a lot of crap from the press like oh you know this is nothing original this is nothing cool but now a lot of people are seem to be digging what we're doing i don't know and stylistically i mean obviously you're you know you're a guitar player with a phenomenal technique and known for you know some of the speed that you that you get where did you approach this differently as i mean as you get older are you feeling like you want to change your approach to playing guitar um yeah, I want to put on my blues suit and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, 
and grab a 59 Les Paul. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it happens to everyone eventually. <laughs> it does, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> no, the thing is, I, um, I mean, for me, like, especially when, it, when it's a project like Firewind, I, I, know, I know what it, what it sounds like. And, you know, like it's like this traditional metal stuff that when I pick up the guitar and I make a riff, it somehow sounds like this. But mm -hmm. I, I do try to push my, myself and my boundaries whenever I record an album. I think, I mean, I don't think there's any musician that you might ask and be like, well, I want my next album to be shit, you know. So everybody tries to <laughs> always one-up themselves, you know. And I, I do try to, you know, to be more creative when it comes to lead parts, solos. Um, I, I always try to aim to do something that is going to go make me go back and, and practice that part before going out there on stage and playing it. So I want to have those parts, you know, because that means that, okay, this is like an extra level of difficulty now. Something else comes up, you know? I, I remember talking to um, uh, a, a guitar player, Jason, oh man, I think it's Jason Richardson. Apologies if I've got, oh, yeah. uh, I'm sure that was his name. He's an insane he was, guitar player, yeah. That's right, yeah. So, and he was talking about one of the dilemmas he had when he was doing uh, solos for recorded material was not being able to do it live. So making the solo so complicated on, for the record that you couldn't do it live. Yeah. Do you, do you, you know, have to go through those same, that same thought process as well? Not, not at the level of Jason, without a doubt. I mean, <laughs> I'm definitely not at that level tech, technical, techni technique wise. Um, I think most guitar players out there in the world are at that level. Um, but I always like to, uh, because to me, like playing live is, very important like it's I, I i never really did albums just as a studio project and stuff you know it was always like with the aim of you know with intent of going out there and, and being a touring yeah. band so um i don't know i i uh, i always uh, whatever it is it, no matter how difficult it is i need to make sure that i can pull it off live it has yeah. to be it has to, it just has to be like that i don't know Oh, that's cool, man. Well, let, let, I mean, let's talk about the gear as well. Last time I saw you was at the NAMM show and you had a new Jackson uh, signature guitar as well. Yeah. Um, which was the, the more traditional looking sort of uh, is, like a Strat style guitar. This is the, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're, the, you're probably talking red, about the red one. This one. Here. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the white one, that was that last year's NAMM show? No, this Everything's is a, going into a blur for me now. Yeah, I know. I mean, it was pretty crazy at that booth, right, at the NAMM. So... <laughs> No, we released uh, two guitars this year. Right. Well, one is this one, this uh, red Strat, and the other one is still this, um, um, what do you call it, star shape. Yeah. And we did this, uh, we, we, changed up, we changed it up a little bit. We did the ivory color. So, you know, with a block inlays, it looks a little bit more vintage-y. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, so, excuse me, the chrome covers and all that stuff. Yeah. And, so it's basically these two models, and um, and then of course we have the different price ranges and all and all those things. Um, so yeah, this is also like the new guitar. This is also one of the new ones. Yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. And what are you using pickups wise in there? Have you got you got your own pickups? I, I do. I just started like uh, uh, I started uh, my own uh, brand of pickups. It's called. Uh, Blackfire pickups and um, oh, I didn't know that. I thought because you had a you had like a signature pickup with someone before. I did, I did with Seymour Duncan for years, and then right. I, I and then I it's it's kind of funny because uh, I spoke to our our uh, good friend Rob Chapman a couple of years ago. Yes, 
Yeah. And we were talking about all these things with Rob and it's like, I was like, dude, I want to, I was telling him basically like, I, I want to redesign that pickup that I've had and um, I want to do more things and I want to be able to maybe create something new. And he's like, dude, do it, do it on your own. Just do it. Like, look at me. I did Chapman guitars and it was, you know, I never thought this would all, this stuff could happen. And then he sort of like, <laughs> you know, planted the, the seed yeah, there in great. my brain. Like, dude. In, so, yeah. so are you having them, are they being made in Greece, the pickups? What's that? Are, they, are you making your pickups in Greece? No, I, uh, I make them at, uh, I actually, Rob hooked me up with the people that make, I think, uh, some of the people that make Chapman guitars and... Uh, oh, cool. And so, what's, what's the brand of the new pickup? Darkfire, did you say? <laughs> Blackfire. Blackfire, Blackfire. <laughs> and what it's, so it's just like a, it's a, it's a passive humbucker, just like a, what, an overwound kind of humbucker? Well, or? well I, I start out with two models. This one here is an active model. Okay. Um, so basically, it's like an Alnico 5 type of pickup, you know, with a, with a, um, a preamp mm -hmm. on it, you know. So, and the other one on the, on the Red Strat style, the San Dimas guitar, we have a, a passive model. Okay. Can we, it'd be cool to maybe just have a little listen to the, the, the differences. Is the active one more aggressive sounding? I think, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, they're both pretty hot pickups, but obviously the, 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 the active one has more sustain and that kind of high output thing, you know, that you have from an active pickup. So, I mean, now I'm playing through this, I'm running through um, one of my plugins here, which is already yep. high gain, but I can also change it up if you want. But here we go with a high gain sound. Oh man, your playing is so fluid. It's just, um, it, it, I get that with, I, you know, I, I see the, the journey, I think, that really great players go on and they get sort of technically, technically, technically better, faster, whatever you want to call it. And then there's a point at which it's not, it's not the speed or the, it's the fluidity. It's just the fact all the notes are, the, are played at the right level and the it's, it's I know what very, you mean. It's, it's almost graceful watching you play, you know, it's just... Um, Thanks. But I think it's with all players. It's like, sorry to interrupt, but it's like I, what you're saying, it, it makes a lot of sense. Like, because a lot of people like say, well, what do you practice nowadays? I think the stuff that you already know, you can always play it better. And it does get mm -hmm. better as you get older and you keep playing more of the same stuff. Yeah. And of course, you add more to your vocabulary, your phrasing and stuff. But... Um, so uh, it's interesting to hear you say that because it's, it is about, you know, the fluidity comes from basically from all yeah. the time that you keep playing and you keep sort of practicing the stuff you already know. Let, let's hear the red one. Oh, you know, yeah. It's like, give me a second. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. Right. It's funny because I, I remember seeing you on the on the Jackson stand at uh, NAMM and then... Um, uh, I bumped into Misha Mansour as well, and he was like, yeah, I've got a, like a Strat-style guitar <laughs> being done as well. It's almost like, 
You know, you said about, you know, you need to put your suit on and the, and the 59 Les Paul. I think that it is just everybody eventually just ends up with something very, very traditional. Well, here's they? the it's thing. Just... You're right. I mean, this thing for me, um, I, I grew up on a Stratocaster. That was my first electric guitar. So I, I always wanted to um, have that as an alternative, at least. You know, people know me from playing mm. the star shape and that's very connected to my image all these years. But... I wanted to be able to have to play a strat if I wanted to bring it off or something else, especially when I do the solo shows. Yeah. And I want to play something more, I don't know, more hard rock or even a bit more bluesier and stuff. And, and I mean, the guys at Jackson were nice enough to make this guitar for me. So. I, I, love, I love the fact that because Jackson and Charvel are part of the Fender kind of family, I love the fact that they don't have to worry about... Um, licensing and trademark they can if they want to put a fender headstock on their guitar they, they just put a fender headstock on yep. it it's like, and it just makes it all look so cool doesn't it that's almost got like the slightly bigger end on it like almost like a 70s kind of vibe hasn't it little, i know it's reverse i but. think it is a little bit uh, bigger of a head it's not like the 70s style but it is a little bit bigger than the normal fender yeah. strat yeah for sure um it looks wicked so can we hear a little bit of a little bit of this so this will have the passive um Dark fire. Yeah, I'm like not sure. Blackfire. Black Blackfire, yeah. I'm not sure if you're gonna hear much of a difference because it's still <laughs> the same high gain sound, but Okay. That's, funnily enough, I, I'm actually hearing more of the acoustic string noise. I know, yeah. I guess you. Uh, no, but it, it to me the the acoustic of that guitar just sounded much brighter, much snappier than the star shaped one. So I don't know if that comes through through the pickups as well. So uh, yeah, um, I think it has to do with that. But I think also has to do with the choice of the wood. I think it's the the, the maple neck, and I, that's also yeah. another thing. I always want to play to try out a maple neck. I always played rosewood my whole life. Yeah. Never been, yeah. been a, a big ebony fretboard fan. It just felt yeah. too, too hard for my fingers, but uh, you know, I like maple necks, so. Yeah, you're right, it has a different kind of snap, this one, you know? Yeah, and, and I notice in the background, you're still rocking the, the Blackstar thing. I mean, that oh. is a relationship you've had for a long time, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been playing Blackstars for like more than, I think it's about 10 years now. I started 2000. Yeah, it must be. 2010 when I, it all started when I was recording that uh, Aussie album, and yeah. they brought down the studio the 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 two hundred the two hundred watt head they had the Sirius One two hundred, and really that's all I've played on stage more or less for the last ten years. So I love it. And are you still? Um, is there something still about you know a, a big? I mean, two hundred watts is right at the. I mean, that's big headroom. Uh, no, it's not. It's not the volume, is it? It's the it's the headroom and the dynamics, I guess, that you get. And the, but yes. it, have you? Do you still want to tour with that kind of backline, or have you started to see that there might be a digital alternative that might make sense? Uh, for me, um, 
I uh, on stage at least for 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 live shows um, as long as I can still plug into a um, a tube amp I will always do that right I, I, in my opinion you just can't beat that just the way it feels the way it sounds I mean you know it's it's a blessing that we have all this technology now with all this great plugins out there and I do use them a lot I mean right now I am running through a plugin you know mm -hmm. uh, and uh, you know, I've even managed to profile some of my sounds into that. But the thing is, and, and, and even we use it on, on, uh, on the records too nowadays, because frankly, like if somebody plays it back to back, you know, like if they reamp a real amp and they, and mm -hmm. they play you, uh, you know, a plug-in, most people wouldn't even be able to hear the difference. It does make a difference when you, when you feel that, when you play it, you know. I can yeah. still feel the difference, of course. You, you cannot replace the tube like that. That's a feel thing. So. Yeah. Yeah, going back to the question, as long as I have the, the chance to do it live like that, I will always run through a tube amp. And as long as I can afford a guitar tech who can set all this stuff up for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, I, I, I think I am very, very slowly beginning to accept that the difference now in, in tone between tube amps and digital is, is just... It's getting like this now. The, the feel is... You're right, the feel is, is a thing. Definitely, it, there's a mental thing as well. I find digital holds me back sometimes. But I tell you now, if I was if I was in your shoes and I was touring, and I looked at the cost of getting, you know, two or three hundred watt heads and two cabs and you know from across sixty, seventy different tour dates, it must be it must add thousands and thousands of pounds onto the the tour cost. I guess if you've got a black star, you know, helping out. It does. I mean, difference. you know, that's the thing. I'm, I'm, I've been lucky that the Blackstar guys have supported me like that on tour. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if I would have to start shipping all that stuff around the world, I would probably, you know, think of other solutions. But like I said, as yeah. long as I can keep doing that, um, yeah. And uh, I mean, it doesn't, and honestly, uh, just to, to make it clear, it doesn't have to be a 200 watt head. I've actually been yeah. talking to Blackstar for, for, a little, for a little while now to try and, and, and make... Um, uh, you know, like my the signature head that we had like years ago, mm -hmm. maybe try and bring out like a newer version at some point, like a more of a lunchbox type of amp. Yeah. Something that's just more, you know, you can, more portable, I would say, like a... Well, that HT series that they do has been amazing. And, you yeah. know, I know uh, Jared, uh, Jared James has, has had his 20-watt yes. version done for him and... Sounds amazing. So, uh, so it yeah, can that, be that done. That's cool. what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 And are you, is your sound still when you're using the the Blackstar amps? Is it very much just guitar into the amps and minimal or no pedals? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Like the, the main sound comes from the amp, and um, like I have, uh, I run a couple of pedals. You know, like a delay pedal in the loop, a wah pedal, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, sometimes I have a booster pedal, uh, and that's about it, really. Uh, it's, what, what, is that because of a guitar player that you grew up being a big fan of that was their kind of rig or is it um, just that, works for you? That's the way that I've known to do things. I mean, I did try back in the day, like I, I did get into the whole rack mount thing <laughs> and it, I just decided quickly it wasn't for me. 
Like I tried all that, uh, what, what did you call it? I had that, remember those ADA, those preamps? ADA and ART and Digitech and all the, yeah. and Boog, Boogie with the triaxes. Did you ever have one of those? The I, sort of I never the got programmable. To, I tried it, but I never got to buy one. I had the ADA. It was like back then you either like you have the ADA or the triaxes. It was like that kind yeah. of a thing. So I had the ADA because I saw Paul Gilbert playing it. <laughs> and uh, so. And all the even, Eventide and Rocktron effects. And, right. Right. Uh, I, rem I remember, you know, I remember back then e some companies, we, we would sell um, the rack mount tuners just purely and simply because guitar players would like the fact that the lights kind of <laughs> went up and down. It was just like, it's just awesome. Uh, I think, to, I don't know, maybe that'll come back. I think it's even coming back a little bit, isn't it, with, you know, Fractal and Line 6 and all You're those right. kind of goes doing the... You're right, <laughs> it is. I mean, the, yeah, I mean... Uh... Yeah, Fractal is doing that, but it's nowadays you have everything into one and all yeah. the modern whatever profiling technology in there plus your effects. But um, yeah, did you ever ha did you ever try and lift one of those? Uh, Mesa Boogie did like a ninety watt aside valve power amplifier in a rack, and it was just one of those things that was it, it weighed as much as like an AC thirty on its own, and it was just like oh wow, no. Um, Never. I'm sure people like, I'm sure guys like John Petrucci and stuff are even still using kind of similar stuff to that now, or just like massive, massive rack. It's all cool. Well, look, um, I'm conscious of the fact that, you know, I, I, I've kept you talking for ages, but um, if we want to let the, the, the fans of Firewind and, and, and just general, you know, sort of rock and heavier guitar music, where, where, where can they go find out more about the band and listen to the new album? Um, yeah, I mean... All they have to do is basically type Firewind on Google and, you know, our website will come up. It's firewind.gr or Firewind Official on the, uh, you know, on Facebook and, um, yeah. and uh, Instagram. And, um, yeah, it's easy to find anyone today, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I, honestly and truthfully, I, I really do hope that, that all of us collectively as guitar fans, regardless of which bands we like, maybe this, over the next two or three months, we should all make a conscious decision to try and buy five albums or 10 albums you know from from new artists and just because uh, I, I i i just think that whole you know that the, the the way artists nowadays earn money is a complete you know 180 degree turn from what it was 15 years ago it's like you know the albums now are all you know largely a, a, a cost that you don't recoup from selling the music and all the money comes from touring and merch and stuff whereas you know, if you go back 15 years, it was completely the opposite to that. Um, so perhaps, you know, everybody out there, if you, you know, if you discover some new music and you're into it and you like it enough, instead of just, you know, playing it on Spotify or Apple Music 50 times, uh, of which the artist won't even probably make 2p. Uh, yeah, it's like 0 0.005 cents yeah. or something per stream. Yeah, I, and I, I like only that. know this because I have two... Well, I say I, the, the the band from Anderton's has two songs that you can stream, yeah. uh, uh, and they're both covers. So I suspect probably fifty percent of the money goes to the writer anyway. Yeah, and I think I think they've been viewed collect or listened to collectively for about three or four hundred thousand times. You know, over the last, and I don't think I've yet made fifty pounds. Yep, that's the reality. <laughs> it's just, and I and that's. And it's like, that's just 
you know, the money comes into the Anderton's account and morally what I should do is then pay the band. So we should split it five ways as well. But it's just such a pathetic amount of money. It's just not even worth splitting the money. You know, it's just one pint each. That's it. So, yeah, buy the album. Come on, everybody. Let's do this. Uh, All right, man. Well, look, or buy his guitar from Anderton's. And then everybody's winning. Actually, that'll be a really good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Man, look, I hope I get to see you before Nam show next, but I, I don't know. That's assuming Nam even goes ahead. Yeah, What's that's going good. on. I don't know. You were talking about last time we met, you were talking about coming down to Greece for the summer with a well, wife. Well, we, yeah, we had a. Um, we never booked it in the end, which was just as well. But what was the island? Was it Mykonos or something? Mykonos, was the island yeah, that I was yeah. asking you about? I think about. you were asking me about that, yeah. Yeah, and it was like, because um, I still, you know, a little plug for the Greek tourist board here. <laughs> I, st- I still, I mean, I've been to Greece. Uh, never, I've never been to mainland Greece. I've only ever been to the islands, but I've been uh, two or three times to the islands. And okay. they are just some of the most beautiful places, most hospitable people. Um, and yeah, we were going to go again this summer, but hey... That ain't happening. <laughs> yeah, well, ne- there's always next year. Hopefully things are going to be back to normal then. Yeah, fingers crossed, man. Well, look, in the meantime, stay safe, stay creative. Uh, thank you. Lovely Luke. to see you. Thank Take you. Care. you too, man. Um, thank you, everyone, for watching. Uh, yeah, please like and subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to our latest podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit that subscribe button. See you next time.